This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. I'm your host, Rico Beard, and big night in the Big Ten. Big Ten Hoops is really starting to solidify itself. I like to say it's the big one, the little one, and the medium 12. Purdue, number one Purdue, went to Ann Arbor last night. They beat Michigan 75-70. to a game that seemed a lot closer in the end than it should have been. It was close, and all of a sudden, Purdue goes on this, like, 15-0 run. Looks like the game is done, right? Purdue's up by nine with less than a minute to go. Michigan hits a bunch of threes. Purdue gets a lot, bunch of turnovers. Next thing you know, it's a three-point game. Michigan has a chance to win. Purdue hits their free throws. They close the game out. Uh, I think it was Fletcher Lawyer hits two free throws, 75-70. to, to 70 as Purdue remains the number one team in the nation and the number one team in the Big Ten. The thing about Purdue is, well, first of all, going back to Michigan, it's been the bugaboo for Hunter Dickinson all season long. He, he misses a lot of bunnies. He misses a lot of shots that's close to the basket. Now, Michigan was minus jet with two Ts, as Gus Johnson likes to say, and that hurt. Uh, Michigan can't – they don't have any quad one victories, and right now it's getting – Harder and harder for them to justify being able to go to tournaments. Matter of fact, right now they probably would not be in a tournament. Here's what also hurts Michigan. Unfortunately, they only get to play Purdue once. And you're thinking, oh, that's great. But actually, no. Because late in the season, you may need to go to if you can upset Purdue at Mackey, that counts as two wins. That that gets you in because that 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 helps you out. Because not only did you win on the road, but you also knocked off. Because I'm figuring at the time, even Purdue's not number one, they'll be a top five team. But you're only going to play them once. That's going to hurt you a lot because you need that. I also think they're only going to play Illinois once as well. Like, the, 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 like they played Minnesota twice. That doesn't help you because Minnesota is that last, that bottom team. They're the worst team in the Big Ten. They're young. They're going to get better. They got a nice recruiting class coming in. That class won't get here till next year. But right now, if you're Michigan, you're, you're, you're starting to hit desperation mode because your chances of actually getting those victories that you need are, are starting to just go by the wayside. Now, you get Penn State at Penn State. If you could win that game, that's a start. That would be a quad one victory at Northwestern. Believe it or not, Northwestern, I believe, would be considered a quad one uh, but yeah, you, you only get to play Indiana. No, you got Indiana twice, but you get Illinois once at Illinois and you got Michigan state coming on the road later. So it's, it's getting to that point now where Michigan, be honest with you guys, man, Michigan's going to probably have to go six and two in the month of no, I mean, of February just to get themselves on the bubble. Cause right now 
they're not on the radar. Now, Purdue, Purdue did handle what they did. And the thing that worries me about Purdue is this. I think Purdue may be peaking too soon. And you're starting to see the wear and tear of the weight of wearing the crown of being number one, where Zach Eady goes 19 and nine, and it's it's okay. But, you know, I've seen him do better. I saw what he did at Michigan State. You know, Fletcher Lawyer probably is going to be, if if not, but one of the people in contention for a freshman of the year. But they're getting it, they're getting it done, but they're not getting it the way that they did at the beginning of the season. As a matter of fact, I mean, when you look at this team, uh, Caleb, Caleb first, one point. This is a guy that Purdue needs to go a lot more than that, and he got one. And his point totals have been coming down lower and lower and lower. So I don't know. Um, I don't know if they're starting to wear down. I don't know what's going to happen with Purdue, but Purdue's going to have to. They're going to have to do something because right now when you watch this team, they're peaking. They're good. But when it comes time to the tournament, sometimes you can peak too soon. And maybe they need a loss. Now, they they have a game against Michigan State this this Sunday. Normally, when Michigan State goes to Purdue, it's a house of horrors. I think the last time the Michigan State won at Mackey, Gary Harris was on the team. So we'll have to see. But right now, I just think that Purdue may be peaking a little too soon. So speaking of Purdue and Michigan, I'm going to bring in Jeff Rieger. Now, I promise you guys – we had Howard Griffith on for football. We're going to probably get Jimmy Jackson on for hoops. But for right now, we're stuck with Jeff Rieger. My apologies to you, the five-star zone viewer and listener. I'll do better, but we have Jeff on for a reason. Just finished breaking down that Michigan-Purdue game. Jeff has a different take on Michigan and Purdue, particularly the big man, Zach Eady and Hunter Dickinson. So, Jeff, I don't want to steal your thunder. Please, go ahead. Well, first of all, Rico, I just want to say what an introduction. I mean, I can't wait to come back with introductions like that. We'll do better than this guy. So thank you for that. Hey. Uh, however, I watched last night too. And you and I had a little bet and, and Evan as well. And it all started. I was watching Michigan State Purdue and Martin Luther King Day. It was a two o'clock game. And I was working the Red Wing game at the radio station. And I'm watching Michigan State, as you know. I don't. I don't like Michigan State. I'm pretty open about that. Correct. And, and I've never seen the dominance that people talk about, or the greatness in Zach Eady. And people talk about him like he's going to be the national player of the year, and maybe he will. He I don't is. Know. He, he will be. Rieger. Okay. So I'm watching that game a couple weeks ago, and I texted you and Evan, and it was very nice text. I feel it just said. I think Hunter Dickinson is just as good as Zach Eady. Now, I'm not trying to disparage Zach Eady. I'm not trying to say he's not good. He's 7'4". He's 290 pounds. I got to believe he's going to get drafted probably in the second round. He's kind of slow like Hunter Dickinson. My whole point was they're pretty much the same guy. And for all the hate that a guy like you and Evan put on a guy like Dickinson, my whole It's point not is, hate. It's, Zach Eady isn't that much better. It's not hate. Zach Eady is that much better. Zach Eady is going to be the player of the year. Hunter Dickinson probably won't be first team all Big Ten. If you look at the stats, first of all, look at the stats for the season. 
Zach Eady averages 21. Hunter averages 18. As far as rebounds are concerned, I think three rebounds separates them as far as the game. You go back to yesterday's game. Zach Eady did not score as much as Hunter Dickinson. Zach Eady had a 1% better shooting percentage than Hunter Dickinson. Not to mention, Hunter can actually take a three-point shot. Zach can't. Hunter can take a mid-range shot. Zach can't. And I think Hunter Dickinson plays better defense than Zach Eady. Not to mention, too, Rico. Purdue's a better team. If Zach Eady saw the double-team treatment that Hunter Dickinson seems game by game, he's not as successful as he's been. But he doesn't get double-teamed because too many other guys on that Purdue team can hurt you, like Lawyer, who you just were talking about. So I just think they're... The reason why Lawyer and Ford... Reason why lawyer and force can hurt you is because of Zach Eady, is because of what he commands, Rieger. I, I mean, you know, you can make the argument that that uh, Jet Howard is the the better player on Michigan's team right now. I, I think it's a ridiculous argument, Jeff, because w- when I look at this, yeah, it's it's going to be Zach Eady winning the National Player of the Year. It has nothing to do with NBA, okay. Being That's a good player in college is means nothing about being a good player in the NBA. Because guys that win awards are always deserving. That's not the case. I'm, again, I'm not ripping on Zach Eady. I just think Hunter, and I know he talks. I know he goes on podcasts and say stupid stuff. But if I had a choice, Hunter Dickinson or Zach Eady, I'm taking Dickinson. Jeff, That's I think. All. Jeff, the I, other thing, too, very quickly, Rico. The other thing, too, and you cannot deny this. When the offense goes through Dickinson, and for some crazy reason it hasn't been like that this much this season, but when he starts taking control, commanding the offense, there's no better big man passer than Hunter Dickinson as well. He doesn't command the offense. where The ball goes through Zach Eady. Jeff, there's times in games where Hunter may not see the ball for 10-minute stretches. What does that tell you about what his team thinks about him? I doubt that you'll ever see... Purdue go 10 minutes without getting Zach Eady the ball. It's not going to happen unless he's sitting on the bench. He misses the ball point blank. I mean, that's my whole point, though. Eady has a nice post move, but he misses half of the time. Go look at last night. If you want to talk about missing, that's been Hunter's bugaboo. He misses bunnies left and right. I mean, Jesus, man. He's point blank at the rim. Misses, misses. It's why MSU doesn't double team him because they're like, why? Chances are he's not going to make this shot anyway. And you're right, but but they they didn't double team Ed too, and he had 32. That was his best game of the season, and he beat you guys. But Purdue beat you by a point. I know you're playing later on what Sunday, but my, my whole point, Rico, is, and and I don't know why I feel the need to do this. I don't know I, why you want to die on this hill either. But go ahead. I, well, it's not Here's a sword. There's a hill. Knock yourself out. It's not dying on any hill. I'm just looking for a little respect for the big man from Michigan that everybody seems to just torment on a daily basis. The other thing, too, is let's tell the people. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. We torment him. First of all, he's still around. Why is he at Michigan for this long? Why this, is Zach this... Eady still at Purdue for this long? He's a junior. Because Zach Eady. No, Zach Eady wasn't a starter last year. Travion Williams was. Your boy Hunter's been a starter. Five-star kid coming in. Why is he still sticking around? Why isn't he taking his talent off to Croatia? I'm not, or Israel, right? I'm not telling you Dickinson's an NBA player. Neither is Edie, by the way. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you that Dickinson is this God's gift of basketball. I'm just telling you he's just as good as Zach Edie. That's all. I don't get the Zach Edie look. That's all I'm saying. Because Zach Edie's 
the best player in college hoops, period. I, I, I don't know why you can't see that. You're taking one game. It, it, it reminds me. No, I'm not taking one game. I've had this opinion for two years. Rieger, it's it's like back, it was like in the mid, early 2000s, MSU takes on Texas, and Raymar Morgan goes out there, and he scores a ton of points in this game. And you know who he was guarding? He's guarding Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant didn't have a great day that day. But you know what? There's no way in the world that I'm going to say Raymar Morgan is much better than Kevin Durant. It was a game. And this was a game. Hunter hit a couple of threes late to get Michigan back in this thing. Yeah, Edie eats inside. And, 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 but, but he doesn't have to because he reminds me a lot of Shaquille O'Neal. I'm not fooling around with that <laughs> other stuff. I'm only going to eat right here five feet away from the basket. And Shaq you can't didn't stop miss it. As much as Zach Eady misses, though. Go look at the shooting percentage. Shaq was like 75 at LSU, 75, 80% from the floor. I I I can't believe this is and, where you're at. Okay, you know what? I'm not gonna change your mind. We had the bet. The bet was a push. You don't you, you you think that Zach Eady's this worthless player? That's fine. I'm That's on you. That. Hunter Dickinson should be the player of the year. Okay. He may not even be the player of Michigan because well, that, that's not true. He leads their team in scoring. I know Jen Howard's come on a little bit. He was hurt yesterday, but just answer this and then I'll get off your phone or get off your feet. Okay. Get off your stream yard. Answer me this. If you're saying Zach Eady's the best in college basketball, one through 10, you give him a 10. What are you giving Hunter Dickinson? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I'd probably give Hunter like about a seven and a half. Actually, you, you, it's better than I thought you'd give him. I mean, Hunter Dickens is a good player. The problem yeah, with Hunter, no, here's the problem. Here's the problem with Hunter. He's so inconsistent, and maybe, and it, and it does hurt that he goes off and runs his mouth because here's the okay. beauty of it: Fair. if you talk the talk, then walk the walk. It's why different sport. I'm okay with what Joe Burrow has to say because Burrow backs it up on the field. Hunter says, I'm going to go and drop 20 on Arizona State, and instead they got beat by 20. He goes yes. Rico, I think you're absolutely right. And when a guy talks as much trash as he does, and unfortunately for a Michigan fan is unable to back it up, I understand how that leaves a sour taste in your mind. No, no, it, it takes away because I'm okay with the trash talk, but trash talk because you can't be stopped. Trash talk because you're the better player on the court at all times. That's okay. It annoys you. It ticks you off. It's why nobody liked Le- uh, Jordan or Kobe or LeBron because, man, you, 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 or Larry Bird was the best at it. He talked trash, but.
but you couldn't stop him. You knew the shot was coming. There's nothing you could do. Hunter is just too inconsistent. His team loses faith in him at times, Rieger, where they don't even give him the ball. It's almost like he needs a, a tag on saying, hi, I'm Hunter. I'm your teammate. It's okay to give me the ball. See, you're making me do this because when you stick up for one guy, you inevitably have to rip on another guy. Zach Eady is 290 pounds. He's got an NBA body. He's not like your normal 7'4 guy. He's actually got some weight behind him. Is there, is there an unnormal 7'4 guy? Thinner. I think, I think, I think <laughs> seven guy, four guys are probably thinner, right? I expect him to dominate more, and he doesn't. I expect him to dunk more, and he doesn't. I expect him to overpower who's ever on him down low, and it doesn't seem like he does. And they're both slow, right? They're, they're both not NBA guys, and Hunter's not going to get drafted, and Zach Eadie's maybe a, what, a second rounder, you think? And, and he'll spend some time on the bench, and then he'll be in the G League somewhere. My whole point is they're kind of similar, and that was the whole point of the text. That's all. I did not expect it to be met with such criticism. You guys, you guys called me dumb and stupid. You accused me of drinking on the job with this opinion. So I think yesterday was a little opening that a guy like Dickinson hung with Zach Eady and outscored. That's all. Can't you just say I won the bet and move on? You you didn't, Rieger, but if you needed that, then fine. All right, Jeff, well, while I have you on the line here, um, Michigan State, they went out there. They won a, a, a nail-biter against Iowa. I know how much you hate the Spartans. What what do you have to say? Well, first of all, I, I thought maybe my Hawkeyes were going to get it done when they were up 10 nothing. They started with the 10-0 run, and I'm thinking to myself, whoa, this could be ugly for Sparty. But like you guys have done pretty much the entire season, it does seem like you fight back from deficits. You did it against Purdue in the game we were talking about earlier. So I think Michigan State will be a tough out in the tournament. I, I am going to I'm going to use the Rico Beard logic, which you've said to me many times, talking college basketball with me. Once you get out of the Big Ten, some teams are capable of more, and I think this Michigan State team is probably capable of more. And now you got Malik Hull back. Nobody knew when he was going to come back. He had that ferocious dunk yesterday. I think you have three guys that you really can count on. And like College basketball, at least to me, is – it's all about guys that stick around, right? And Malik Hall and A.J. Hogard and Tyson Walker, who I thought is so good this year, better than he was last year. I think you get three to four guys. Hauser's another one that had been around for a little bit of time in the tournament. I think that's a dangerous mix. So as much as it pains me to say it, I think Michigan State is probably what? Second, third, like, who in the Big Ten do you believe is better than Michigan State? Now, they just lost to Indiana. They just took out Iowa. Indiana's hot right now. What's that? Indiana is hot right now. So I would say Indiana, because I talked about it before you came on, sometimes you don't want to be peaking too soon. I I do think that Purdue is peaking right now, that by the time the tournament comes, maybe they shouldn't, because they should be beating teams by a lot more than what they did for Michigan how they, when they play Michigan State, they should be winning by double digits and they're kind of barely winning and that eventually catches up to you. But Indiana right now seems to be that team that's catching fire. And I would say that they're a difficult uh, win. Rutgers. Rutgers, I think, is probably the second best team in the Big Ten. Now, they're they're a team that nobody pays attention to, but they they don't have any names. There are no big names on their team. But... They are just, they got a ton of length, and they rebound, they play defense. And it reminds me of an old-school Tom Izzo type of team where they, it's first one to 60, 
And they're not going to let you get second shots. They're not going to let you. They're going to turn you over. They're going to take you out of your game. So I would say Rutgers right now, probably the second best team. You look at this Indiana team, uh, Michigan State, they, they're doing it, but they're just not doing it consistently. You know, they beat Rutgers, but they'll get a chance to play Indiana, I mean, to play Purdue again. But it's like every Big Ten team, Rieger, on the road, they were a little bit different. When they played Indiana, they didn't seem like the same MSU team that actually went out there and, and, and you know, got the job done against Rutgers. So they're in that pool. I think they're in. I think the last time I looked at Lenardi, Michigan State's a six seed. Uh, but Michigan, it, it, it starts Sunday. Penn State. Now, who would have thought that beating Penn State would help you? But beating Penn State will help you because I think it may be your first quad one victory, finally. Rico, they don't have a single quad one victory. And by the way, I agree with everything you just said. I think Rutgers, nobody talks about them. They're legitimately number two in the standings right now. And Indiana might be peaking too soon. I, you've talked about peaking a lot over the years. And I do buy into that, too. I remember that Michigan team that started 17-0. and and then Iggy Brasdakis started talking smack how they wanted right. Duke. They were 500 from that point on. So I, I agree with that. But as far as Michigan making the tournament, they're not going to. Unless they somehow, some way, beat some decent teams. And right now, the only ranked team in the Big Ten is Purdue. And they didn't beat them. They had a great chance. They've taken quad one teams to the brink, whether it's Virginia, whether it's Purdue. I know North Carolina is not a great team, but they played well at North Carolina. They flamed out. Like, this team cannot finish. So, unless something changes, I don't see how they well, make the, the Big Ten tournament. Unless they make crazy noise in the Big Ten tournament. Well, I was about to say, it's going to come down to you're going to have to probably win four in a row in Chicago. Which, which is not like Which is going to be a difficult thing to do, especially you got to see what's going to go on with Jet and the, uh, and the I guess it's a high ankle sprain. They're not really saying. I'm just speculating right now, but Jet didn't play. Right. So, you know – you can't if you get Penn State coming up. That's something that could help you out. We'll we'll see. We'll see how this thing goes. But if you're Michigan, I mean, okay, you know, the, the, the clock is ticking. Rico, yeah, as far as Michigan's concerned, I don't know how they make the tournament. Last year, the tournament with 16 wins, I think it was, but they actually had legitimate, impressive wins in the non-conference and the conference season. This year, they're 11 and 9, right, Rico? And who are they going to beat in the Big Ten that's going to go down as a quality win to get you in? So now you say to yourself, do they have to win 20? How does Michigan get to 20? Even 18 or 19, how does Michigan win seven more games? I just don't see it happening. They've had their chances. Unfortunately, they just haven't been able to get it done when it's mattered the most. It's been very discouraging, disappointing season, no, no doubt. No, it is. And the, uh, the sad rea- reality is you only get Purdue once. That was a game that could help you if you had went to Mackey. I said earlier in this podcast, you go to Mackey and you win, that counts as two victories. I agree with you. Because Purdue at the time, even if they're not number one, they're going to be ranked high. Uh, You got at at Penn State, at Northwestern, Ohio State at home, but Ohio State's not that good. You got Nebraska at home, but Nebraska's not that good. I guess November, I mean, February 11th to Saturday, you got Indiana at home. That's a game, if you're a Michigan fan, you have to circle. As a matter of fact, I would say Rieger – Starting with Indiana, there's a five, six-game, seven-game stretch where Michigan could make the tournament. It reminds me a lot of Michigan State in 2020 where they were on the outside looking in, 
and they had to go, they had to kick ass, but they did it, and they, they knocked off three. They beat Maryland, and got red hot. They beat Michigan, they beat Ohio State, and they beat Illinois. All were top five teams at the time. Yeah. That got them in. Michigan's going to be uh, Indiana at Wisconsin, Michigan at home, Michigan State at home, at Rutgers, Wisconsin at home, at Illinois, at Indiana. You finish that seven-game stretch, and honestly, at, at this rate, you probably need to go five and two yeah. in that seven-game stretch, and that puts you on the bubble. Just think about this, though. They had a win in Iowa. They had that win in Iowa City. They were up by seven with two minutes to go. They choked it away. They went to Maryland after beating them by 40 at their own crib, and they ended up losing by 10 at Maryland. Michigan, you can't count on them. So you can talk about other teams in the Big Ten, like, hey, who should you beat? Who shouldn't you? Michigan is so inconsistent. One game they'll win, look impressive, get people to believe. Next coup day, two games they lose, and it's up and down. So if I had to bet on it right now, and I love the gamble, as you know, I'm just not very good at it, I, I just don't think they're a tournament team, which is crazy considering right now they're six in the standings, and I know the Big Ten only has one ranked team, but I think push comes to shove. It comes down to strength of schedule and quad one victories, and Michigan's strength of schedule wasn't awful, but they don't have a single quad one victory. How many does Michigan State have? Six. Well, I won. Yeah, yeah. I have to look and see. But yeah, they got a they got a lot. Well, there you go. Like Those I said, right Michigan. as of right now, Lenardi has Michigan State as the number six, a six seed in the tournament. Michigan doesn't even sniff the Lenardi brackets. They don't even get honorable mention. They don't even get last four in or last four four in or last four out. They get none of that. They're not mentioned at all, which is disgusting considering. What they did last year, going to the Sweet 16, you thought this year with Hunter coming back, it should be a better season. Right. Mm. I'm just trying to count off to four, five, six, seven. Seven quad one wins. Compared to zero. So, yeah. So, all right. Uh, Michigan State still giving you anxiety, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. Until you guys lose. Absolutely. And I think you guys can, again, I think that the leadership – and the fact that guys have been in the system for a couple of years, I think I think you guys are going to be a tough out in the tournament. See, here's the thing I'll, about Michigan State. I hate every second of it. Here's the thing about Michigan State. Um, you play good defense too. And I give him credit because last night after the game, we were doing the press conference. I happened to look on social media and I saw AJ Hogar was out shooting free throws. And I told Tom about it yeah. during the press conference, and he was like, "You know what? Really, I'm happy for him. I should go out there and buy him a pizza." He was like, "Ah, he's actually." you know, on a diet, so I'll buy him a gigantic salad. But I like seeing that. And he was saying how, you know, when back in the day when Michigan State had lost and Steve Smith had got bullied around, they couldn't find him because he was in the weight room because he was so upset about the game. That, yes, A.J. Hogarth realized he may have cost his team the game. He runs back out on the court, fully dressed in uniform, and he's shooting free throws because in his mind he knows they were that close to losing, you know, Iowa gets two good looks at the three-point line. I asked Tom, like, yeah. what was your strategy going into that? And he was like, it sure as hell wasn't let them have two open threes. Like, we actually <laughs> – he was like, they, he was like Fran came up with two uh, with a great play similar to how we did against Kentucky when we ended up with the dunk from, uh, from Malik Hall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Malik Hall gets the, the dunk. So, you know, if, if you're MSU, A.J. Hogarth missed two free throws against Purdue. He missed a layup last night. I mean, his, he goes to the basket. He flips the defense. He misses a finger roll, which I hate. 
Either you lay it up or you dunk it, but never just drive in and flip it up because if it hits the back of the iron, it's unforgiving. He missed a couple free throws. That's the key. He's got to be that guy. Right now, Tyson Walker, I feel like, can hit you a shot at any given time. Joey Hauser, I'm starting to feel more and more confident he can hit the big shot. But A.J. Hogar is going to have the ball in his hands. And if he can't hit free throws, teams are going to start following him more and more and more at the end of the games. He's got to be able to knock those down. He knocks down the two free throws against Purdue. They probably upset Purdue. He, You know, last night they had a chance as, as, as back and forth as that game went. They, they were fortunate, but he had a chance to ice this thing. If he hits one, now you can just go ahead and foul them and so they can't shoot a three. But, yeah, it was hold your breath. And it had to be the longest eight seconds of everybody's life inside the Breslin Center last night. So they're going to be taking on Purdue at Purdue. I don't see that victory happening for them. I think Purdue, unless Purdue finally the, the, the clock strikes midnight. But as I think Gary Harris was on the team the last time Michigan State beat Purdue at wow. Mackey. That is, it's it's a house of horrors for That's time. That's a tough place to play. Um, just, just, just keep, have them keep giving the ball to Zach Eady. You'll be fine. Let yeah, but it's it's the crowd. They just they don't play. I mean, I think I remember one year, geez, you blinked, and I think they were down by 30 in the first half. So it's not the best place for them to go. Michigan State, I mean, Michigan's going to be at Penn State, which is a, I think Penn, Penn State and Purdue may be the only two places that have only lost one time at home. I don't know if you knew that or not. Rico, like it used to be, even under Jawan Howard, they'd go to Rutgers a couple of years back. Nobody thought they'd win that game. Tough place to play at the rack, and Michigan beat them by 30. One year, Michigan went to Illinois, took them out. This year, I have no confidence they can go on the road and win the basketball games. I, I just have no confidence in this team. I, I think everybody is way too up and down. They're they're not. I don't know if Jet Howard's going to be back. I really don't know who runs the show on Michigan. You already talked about Dickinson probably not getting the ball as much as maybe he should. It's just a very discouraging basketball team. So when you tell me they got to go beat Penn State in Pennsylvania, I I don't see it happening. Now, I mean, they've already – now, Michigan's already beaten Penn State 79-69 to at Chrysler. It's the same thing with Maryland. They smoked Maryland at Maryland, then they went on the road to Maryland and got smoked themselves. All right, we'll see what happens. Jeff, appreciate you coming on. Uh, go back to doing whatever it is that you do. <laughs> wow. Well, um, and, and get a better internet connection next time. Great intro. Great outro. You're ripping my internet. I just got one quick question for you, Rico. Yeah. One quick question. Is Tom Izzo allowed to buy AJ Hogart a salad? Didn't Jim Harbaugh get in trouble for buying a kid a hamburger? Okay. First of all, two <laughs> totally different. That was a, that was a recruit. And if the NCAA asks Izzo, did you buy the salad? He'll probably say yes instead of lying to the NCAA saying, I don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't the salad. Remember, it's never the crime. It's always the cover-up. Just so you know, Harbaugh was at the Michigan-Minnesota basketball game, and guess what he was eating? A burger. That's right. Okay, wow. A troll amongst trolls. Okay. (laughs) Okay, we done now? Always a pleasure. Goodbye. All right. The highlight of my day. All right. Thanks for coming on. For Jeff Rieger, I'm Rico Beard. Thanks for listening and watching the Five Star Zone. Keep subscribing. Keep liking. Tell your friends. We'll be back next week.